Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is February 7th, it's 2019, and we have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, very happy Patriots fan, um, JSU. John, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I lost my voice from, you know, rooting for my Patriots, but uh, it's, uh, it's a really good time to be a uh, New England fan, pretty much, so it's... Uh, it's fun. It's fun. I'm uh, I'm excited, happy, happy the Pats won, happy I bet on the Pats. So you know everything. It's hard to not bet on um, Belichick, and you know a lot of a lot of people are making me nervous. There's a lot of sharp people on the Rams, and um, I never wavered uh, from betting on the Patriots as much as it pained me. Um, because I'm a Dolphins fan, I do not like the Patriots whatsoever. I hope Brady <laughs> retires, but I know it's not going to happen. But anyway, we have uh, six games to talk about here. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Gunners links. That way, you guys get access to any cool promos that we do run with Fantasy Draft. We run them from time to time. We also have the Morning Grind Listeners League. I'll post the link in the comments of the podcast page on Roto Grinders that we just can join up and play um, against me and have some fun with that. It's a very structured payout, um, very pay, very user friendly. So it's more of just for bragging rights and to have some fun. So make sure you join that uh, again. I'm I'm setting up and waiting um, uh, for the five people that won last week. We're gonna get that set up and good to go. So. If you want to join, make sure you head on over to the Rotor Grinders website, hit the podcast page, and um, sign up with the link right there. That'll be in the, the comments section of the podcast. All right, John, we got uh, six games, and this is a very interesting slate because it is the All Star or the um, trade deadline slate. A lot of stuff happens on this slate. You got to be paying attention all day. Trade deadline ends at three o'clock, um, but that doesn't mean the deals stop ending. Um, so we really got to be, be on our toes today. There's already been a couple moves tonight um, and over the last couple of days, but I, I think tomorrow is going to be a day that we're going to have to be really paying attention to stuff. So let's talk about it. There's no Vegas totals out right now uh for this slate which is very rare uh to happen uh the night before but you know we'll have to see how everything plays out let's get started with the clippers and the pacers wilson chandler muscala and shamit uh the three guys that were traded over to the clippers are all out gallinari is questionable and we know old depot still out uh john what's your thoughts here on the clippers yeah, so I mean the Clippers uh, super concentrated where they're going to be with like the usage and stuff like that with Lou Williams. Um, I think he's one of the main guys I'm going to be targeting from this team. I think Pat Beverly is definitely in play, even though he has a tough matchup against Carlson. I don't like the pick on Carlson, but it's just going to be a minutes thing with him, especially if Gallinari doesn't play. Um, 
Even if Gallo does play, though, he's still in play. And, uh, yeah, uh, Montrez Harold is also a guy who, I, uh, who I'm definitely going to be looking at. Yeah, and the thing about Lou Williams, got to pay attention because you know his his name has been thrown out there as potential um, trade as well. So I have to pay attention on that one. But I do if Lou Williams is there, I, I do like Lou Williams. Uh, you mentioned Harrell, and then uh, Beverly. Uh, these three guys are going to be the guys that I'm targeting. Like I don't like Avery Bradley. Never play that guy. Um, you know, maybe Gortat's minutes are more secure, but. That doesn't excite me. Like, I, I mean, I get excited here for Harrell. I really think Harrell starts to see 30 to 35 minutes uh, per night uh, with this team and going to really try to take advantage of that um, before his price goes up. This is a really tough matchup. Pacer is one of the best teams in the league against big men, but I'm okay looking, overlooking matchups every once in a while. I think this is a spot I can overlook a matchup just because there's going to be usage and minutes to go around um, with Tobias not there and none of these new guys there. Uh, and if Gallinari sits, it just adds fuel to the fire for Harrell and Lou Williams, like you mentioned. Um, Pacers side of things, same old Pacers team, same old day. Um, is there anything standing out to you here for the Pacers? Yeah, I mean, Thad Young. I uh, got him right uh, last night, and uh... – Hopefully I can get him right again. The uh, <clears throat> Clippers without Harris and if Gallinari sits, they're going to be really hurting at that four. Um, so I'm definitely going to be – he's going to be my main target from the uh, Indiana side, especially on DK at 6,100. So I like him and Miles Turner at 6,500 are both in play. Yeah, Clippers are already allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing fours. So this is a spot that I hate playing Thaddeus Young. He's never sexy to click that button, but you know he, he showed his upside last time out. He was going out and getting rebounds. He was finding open guys, and the open guys were hitting shots. And he had a monster game against the Lakers in 24 minutes. Uh, the upside is certainly there. Like I said, this team allows a lot of fantasy points per, game, per minute uh, per game to power forward. So Thaddeus Young, really the only guy that I, I can stand playing – I talked about it the other day that Corey Joseph's minutes were up and then all of a sudden Evans started and Joseph came off the bench and he went down to 21 minutes. So it's probably a situation I'll, I'll stay away from. We're going to have plenty of value on this slate. I don't think I need to play Corey Joseph or Tyreek Evans, even though Tyreek Evans playing around 25 minutes, you know, he's always a guy that we want to think can have good games. It just hasn't happened this season. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I just think those two bigs are the way I'm uh, attacking this Clippers team. We got the Timberwolves and my Orlando Magic. Covington, Jones, Rose are all out. Um, Teague is doubtful. On the Magic side of things, Mo Bamba is out. Simmons is questionable. And they're really trying to move Fournier and Ross. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that happens or not. Um Timberwolves, what are we looking at here on Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota, I think you got to look at the uh, main guys, Jared Bayless, Andrew Wiggins, um, <clears throat> both in play against this Orlando team. Uh, I like the prices on DK, 5800 for Bayless, 5900 for Wiggins. Um, and then, you know, Towns, I, I don't think I'm going to pay this price, but he's absolutely in play if you want to. 
Um, but I, I just don't think I'm going to go there. I think it's safe to say Towns probably puts up 50-plus fantasy points in this spot. It's just more of more of roster construction because, like, LeBron against Boston, if he plays, is really juicy. Kyrie, if he plays in that game, he's juicy. We have Toronto facing Atlanta. Right now it's just everybody – just stack everybody against Atlanta, and it's working out. So, like, it's just more of – I don't think either one of us will argue that Cat's a bad play today. I think it's just more of roster construction on trying to get some of these other studs in there. So um, me and you, we don't build a lot of NBA lineups, so we're not mass multi-entering. If you're mass multi-entering today, I think it's a day you probably put Cat at around 20%. But on a single-entry team or maybe three teams, maybe he just doesn't make the cut today because of all the other studs. But I do think Cat has a really good game here. Um, you know, he, he should have a good game. But, yeah, I like Bayless. Wiggins is just missing so many shots right now. Um, I cannot trust him. You know, I think I read something the other day. He's missed more shots than he has gotten assists or something like that. Rebounds and assists combined. I remember reading something, but it was it was crazy. He's just missing so many shots right now. So it's Bayless. It's Cat if you're multi-entering. Um, outside of that, though, really want to pay attention to Dario Sarge. Like if randomly gets these like runs where he gets the minutes. It, want to see if this becomes a thing moving forward. I really want it to be a thing. I think we all want it to be a thing, but it's just something that like I'm gonna continue to pay attention to because when I start to see like two or three 30 minute games back to back to back, I'm gonna try to jump on before he gets the price increase because he's a guy if he gets 30 minutes can crush at this price. Right, you know, so now we got to figure out, you know, is this a trend, 30 minutes, or is it just, you know, a blimp? And, uh, you know, I, I need to see more before I just can trust that he's getting 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, with Wiggins, uh, just one thing, you know, you said he's still taking the shot attempts. I know he's not, you know, converting, um, but the past four games he's had 18 field goal attempts, 10, 19, and 23. So he's still, you know – putting up the shots. He just hasn't really, you know, you know, gotten hot. I, I think still at 5,900 in tournaments, I think it's a, it's a guy you can go to um, with still a pretty, pretty high ceiling for that price. Um, moving on to the Orlando magic side of things. Like, uh, like I said, they're trying to move some pieces in Orlando. They want to move some pieces in Orlando. So we got to be careful on this one, and it could free up a lot of value. Um, like if Terrence Ross got moved or something like that, like guys like Isaac, they're not going to move Isaac. Isaac is a young player that they are very high on. But guys like maybe like DJ Augustine, if he's not in the trade package um, at his price, become interesting. Um, all depending on if Simmons plays. Um, it might be a day that we, we play like, Wandu or somebody um, because they're really cheap and they're going to play 30 minutes because of trades. So got to really pay attention to the Orlando Magic here on, on today's slate. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Gordon's a guy that I'm definitely going to be looking at. Um, you know, Covington's still out, so, you know, don't have to worry about his defense. Um, so I really like him. He's probably my favorite uh, play from the Orlando side at 6,600. I know you said, though um, – I think it was last week you told me that the Magic might be looking to move him too. 
the, so I haven't heard it like over the last week or so. I, I know they wanted to move Gordon last year uh, and it didn't work out, but I, I don't know. I, I know I know they want to move Fournier and they like they're willing to move Ross with Fournier. Um, so they really want to move Fournier. I just don't know if they're going to be able to. They've been wanting to move Fournier for like a year and a half, though. Well, the good, good thing is at least we'll know before because it's a seven o'clock game, so we'll know kind of, you know, who's in, who's out, pretty much. So, um, any interest in Vooch, or is he just up there? Like, if you're going to play for pay for Vooch, you probably pay for Towns. If not, you probably pay for one of the other studs on the slate. Right, like I, I actually prefer Vooch to Towns, um, just with the price discount, um. So, and without Bamba and everything, I think his minutes are, you know, extremely scary. He's getting around 34, 35 minutes. Um, but I'm, I'm probably still not going to pay up for him because there's a few other guys I want to pay up for later that we'll talk about. All right, moving on. Toronto at Atlanta. Um, like I said, there's no totals out for any of these games. Um, Valanciunas is questionable. It's really the only injury news that we're looking at here outside of Miles Plumley, who's been out for uh, a while um, since the beginning of January. So let's talk Toronto first. This is like a prime spot, John, for Toronto to rest somebody. Uh, I'm calling a shot now. I don't know who it's going to be, whether it be Kawhi, whether it be Lowry, but this is like a prime spot for them to give somebody a night off. I know it's not a back-to-back for them, but with the load management – they're play- the next game they play is Saturday against the Knicks. Like, I-, I wouldn't be shocked if we see like Kawhi or Lowry get a game off here, and then the other one sit against the Knicks on Saturday. Yeah, well, remember Lowry was uh, really supposed to sit versus Philly. He was uh, doubtful coming into that game in the morning, and then all of a sudden he said, "No, I'm going to play." So maybe this is where uh, they rest him here, which would kind of make sense, and then may- rest uh, Kawhi. If they did rest Lowry, then obviously Van Fleet is a great play. Um, I would like I would like him a lot, uh, and I also like Pascal Siakam. This game up and down, great pace. Uh, you know, I know he had a tough you know couple of games, but th- this is the perfect matchup for him. So I, I do like him a lot. And then Serge Ibaka is a, is also a great play. They're they're both great plays at the same price. If Valanciunas plays. And he's not limited, and we're getting 20 minutes of Valanciunas. I would even look at him at 4,200 in tournaments. Yeah, don't mind that call. Um, I think it's a day I'll, I'll probably be off of Kawhi, no matter what happens, even if Lowry sits. Um, I, I don't know if Kawhi would get a lot of fourth-quarter run in this game is the reason why. If Lowry sits, like you said, Van Vliet, um, Sayakam, um, the main targets for me. If everybody plays, I still don't mind maybe taking a shot on Van Vliet um, at 4,400. But it's really going to depend on, you know, we have a lot of value already. There's already a lot of people out from Memphis, and there's a lot of value on that team that we're going to talk about um, against the Thunder. We talked about, you know, the value for Minnesota with everybody out, the Clippers. We have a ton of value, and there could be some value that even opens up more uh, with trades. So. I just don't know if you're going to necessarily need him if Lowry plays, but if Lowry sits, uh, Van Vliet would be a top option here. John Collins, he was crushing the other night, looking like he was just going to have a monster game. He had 32 um, fantasy points at halftime. 
got hit in the face um, and ended up missing the rest of the game. He's been cleared to play um, after having that injury happen on Monday, which kind of stunk. Um, I played him. Yeah, me too. What are you doing here um, with the Atlanta side of things? Um, well, I think one of the guys, especially on DK, that I'm going to be looking at is Kevin Herter at 4,900. You saw the minutes bump. He had 32 minutes against Washington um, and had a really good uh, fantasy game, 35 fantasy points. Um, so I, I do like him on DK. I think I think you could still look at Trey Young. You know, this is at home in Atlanta. You know, sixty nine hundred on DraftKings. Um, Collins, I I think is I think you'll get him at around five to seven percent in tournaments. So even at eighty one hundred, he's definitely in play. Yeah, the interesting thing about Herder is he's been knocking down threes. He has fourteen threes over the last four games. But he's also been filling up the stat sheet. He's been getting rebounds. He's been getting assists. Uh, he's gone for at least 29 fantasy points in four straight games. And at 4,900, we're looking at a really solid, um, you know, 5 to 7x type of play here. So with the upside to get more if he if he gets hot, um, like he did the other night, 5 for 7 from three-point run. So I, I do think Herter is in play here. I don't want to go crazy on the Atlanta side of things in this tougher matchup. But he is certainly somebody I'm looking at. Um, Prince's minutes are starting to come back up as well. I, I still don't love him in this matchup. It's really Herter. Maybe Collins in a tougher matchup. But like Collins is playing really, really well right now. If he didn't get hurt the other night, he probably would have had a, you know, a 50, at least 50 fantasy point game. So I don't mind um, Collins in tournaments. Yeah, I like Collins a lot in tournaments. I, I prefer him over Young, actually, just just in tournaments, 100%. All right, we got the Lakers and the Celtics. Ball is still out. Reggie Bullock is not with the team yet, so we're going to rule him out. Um, Josh Hart is questionable. LeBron and Kuzma are both probable. On the Boston side of things, Bain is the only injury news that we have here. He's out, um, so we're expecting him to play. Let's talk Lakers. Um, kind of hinted at it, but this seems like this seems like type of game we want to play. LeBron James. Oh man, LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely the game you want to play him. I played him last night. Unfortunately, um, got him at severe low ownership, but he just. That whole team did not come to play. They just like it looked like they quit on each other. They just everyone didn't feel like playing that day. They just didn't show up. Um, so it was a really rough game to watch. But I think that you know they do show up. LeBron James. You know, I would assume is this the uh, this is a national televised game too, right? On Pretty sure this yeah. game and the Portland game are the two. <laughs> yeah, teams. so I mean, he he gets up for those games. I like LeBron a lot. I think Kuzma's price at fifty four hundred on um, DraftKings is very viable. Um, if he's still there, <laughs> yeah, if he's still there, yeah, you got to pay attention to that. Um, and then you know Rondo, I don't love him with LeBron honestly because what they're doing now is. LeBron's like the point forward and Rondo's in the corner. Like, I don't want to, like, why is Rondo in the corner? He should have the ball in his hands to 
Uh, you, you can't pass to Rondo for corner threes. Like it happened in the Indiana game. LeBron had a wide open three, and he passed it off to Rondo in the corner. And what did Rondo do? There was no one around him. He looked at the hoop and then just dribbled away. Like he didn't even attempt to shoot the ball because, like, he knows it's not – he's not a corner three-point shooter. So, like, it. I, I just can't roster Rondo when I see LeBron – pretty much manning the point guard spot. Yeah, so the Lakers for me today, and, and I hate to say this, but the Lakers for me today are all going to depend on the trade deadline. They're trying to move some pieces here, and I'm being very careful with the Lakers. Um, you know, obviously, if we get news before lock, then we'll be able to kind of approach this how we want to approach it. It, uh, they, they're, they're willing to move so many pieces to get Anthony Davis, which – and Anthony Davis and LeBron playing together in LA would um you know definitely make this team pretty pretty stout. Um, but it, it's just more of we gotta watch and see what happens here. I do like LeBron. Um, but until we know what's gonna happen with the rest of this team, I'm gonna be on the wait and see approach. Um like you said, Kuzma's price is very fair um at fifty four hundred and I know he's been playing awful lately, but I think everybody's just on this team right now. Like if you just open up your phone and you read, Hey, I'm, I'm like, are you traded? Are you getting traded? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of mental things going on. And you know, with the trade deadline being done at three o'clock, it gives them a few hours to get back in the zone. This is the team I'm playing with for the rest of the season type of thing. So I like LeBron. I'm going to kind of, you know, approach this rest of the situation. Um, after three o'clock tomorrow and see what happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, it obviously if like half the Lakers team gets traded, you're going to like more than LeBron, you know, oh, yeah. both, both of us, obviously you're going to want to play two or three Lakers uh, at least, but we don't know what's going to happen with that. So we can't really talk as if that's going to happen, but if it does happen, then, you know, you got to like, you know, whoever's, whoever's still there. Right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boston side of things, you know, Kyrie Morris expected back here. I think Kyrie gets up for this game. Um, I think Kyrie shows up for this game, and Kyrie has a big game. But with him having a big game here, I'm a little worried about playing anybody else from Boston in this one. Um, so I I like Al Horford a lot in this matchup it's a it's a really good uh matchup from like uh steals and blocks uh matchup um i kind of targeted this and i kind of talked about it yesterday when i was talking about the pacers guys and how you know the lakers they turn the ball over i think it was like the third most in the league and um average around like 16 turnovers or something like that per game it's it's a lot and um it's just something where like you can target like steals and blocks and stuff like that. So I, I think uh, Horford today at 6,700 in a good matchup pace up um, at home. I do like him. Kyrie would be my favorite though. Um, forgetting price for a second. Um, do love Kyrie. And uh, yeah, those would probably be the two Celtics that I would go with. Yeah, and, and to talk price really quick, like this is the type of day where I really think I'm going to stars and scrubs just because I, I think there's 
there's going to be some deals that open up so much value um, that I'm going to probably play LeBron and Kyrie and whether it be Paul George or Westbrook or however I approach it to Rose and LaMarcus Aldridge, those types of guys. Um, I'm probably going to probably try to fit in three studs on this slate just because I think there's going to be so much value. And it's not like LeBron and Kyrie are like 12,000. They're right at 10,000. Um, so you'll be able to fit those guys in with a cat um, or, or something like that. So stars and scrubs is probably how I'm going to approach the slate. Um, moving on. We got Memphis at OKC. You can take a nap, John. Okay. Kyle Anderson's out. Caspi is or Kyle Anderson is questionable. Caspi is out. Green is questionable. Noah is questionable. Temple is doubtful. And Gasol is out. And then on the Thunder side, Abrinas is out. Um, I know they're, they're trying to move um, Marc Gasol. He's not even with the team, so he's not going to play. Jermichael Green was talked about as well, but they're saying he's getting close to returning back to action, so we'll have to see how that all plays out. But let's start with Memphis here. Ivan Robb has been doing his thing. He's been getting minutes, and when he gets the minutes, he's been crushing with Gasol out and Rob starting, do we just continue to play this guy? Uh, I mean, yeah, I I think we do at at fifty one hundred. It's still a good play, you know. <clears throat> Jaron Jackson Jr. also, you know, six K on DraftKings. He's he's fine. Um, I prefer Rab with the price discount for me personally. Um. Other than that, though, I mean, Mike Conley's been playing well. Um, he'd be the only other guy I'd really look at from this team. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned with Rob here, um, Rab, <clears throat> just because like Stephen Adams' defense is legit, um, and you know the price increases that they kudos to the sites when they do this kind of stuff um, and they bump these guys up like they do because. It makes the decision tougher. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to play him, but it was a lot easier to click that little green button next to his name at under 4K than it is at 5,100, um, especially in a matchup against a guy like Steven Adams. The guy is getting very easy buckets. He's cleaning up shots and getting e easy buckets, like 8 for 10 because he was getting really easy buckets. You look at the Charlotte game. He was seven for eleven, easy buckets. So, I I just I'm a little concerned about clicking the the button next to his name, but I do like the Mike Conley call. Mike Conley's usage is through the roof right now, um, and he is playing out of his mind. Like he's gone for at least forty eight fantasy points now in five straight games. The dude is still only eighty four hundred. He could be that third type of stud if you're going stars and scrubs. Um, and, and, like, if you play Mike Conley, you might be able to fit in a couple mid-range guys and not have to just go straight um, scrubs. So, I do like Conley. I like that call a lot. Just because if this game stays close, it's probably because Mike Conley's having a big game. Yeah, and I mean, but absolutely 100% with Mike Conley. But just going back to the bigs for a second, you know, two other things. You know, is Jermichael Green going to play? Because that's going to affect, you know, Rab a little bit too. Um, and then also you're expecting there to be tons of value that opens up with trades, but if there isn't, then he's still a guy that you can look to, but if there is, then it's, 
probably easier for us not to click his name. So I think there's a, a few things that we need to see. Um, but I think he's definitely viable. I, I wouldn't say it's like a, a smash spot or anything like that, like a must play, but he's still someone you have to at least look at. Oh, completely agree. Um, my whole assumption on this whole podcast is we're going to get some trade news throughout the day and it's going to open up stuff. If that doesn't happen, you're not probably getting three studs in a lineup and you're going, you know, one or two in balance. So completely agree. Excellent point. Um, I hate mentioning this guy, but Justin Holiday is playing a gazillion minutes right now. Um, it's never fun to click his name, but the shot attempts are up a little bit for him and he didn't have an amazing night shooting the ball the other night and put up 37 fantasy points. So as much as I don't like clicking Justin Holiday's name, if all these guys sit again with Caspi out and if Temple doesn't play and Anderson's out again, we probably see Justin Holiday play close to, you know, 37 to 40 minutes. So you're playing the minutes at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume we see some PG defense probably for some of it. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, so I mean – I get it. I get the minutes and everything, but you know, I wasn't playing this guy when he was 3,800 getting all those minutes. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to play this guy at uh 5,200, but I get, I get the minutes. I'm just wanting some trades to happen so I can play him <laughs> or I don't have to play him. Yeah. Um, Thunder side of things like Westbrook, like George, I think they're excellent plays here. Steven Adams price stands out to me. Um, and then Jeremiah Grant has been up and down, but more up than down recently. What are you doing here with the thunder? You know, honestly, I, I, th I think I would look to Paul George. Um, and then yes, Steven Adams price stands out, but the game's, probably not going to be, you know, that fast pace. So even though the Thunder do play at one of the fastest paces in the league, um, I guess you could look there on, you know, sites like DraftKings where he's 6,200. But I think it's just Paul George for me on the side. So if you're playing Paul George, is are you running it back with Conley, hoping that you do yeah. get the game staying close? Yeah, that would be my stack would be Conley and uh, George. I don't mind taking a stand on this game either and completely fading it. Um, I, I could completely see that working as well outside of maybe some cheaper guys, but I could see like not playing Westbrook and George and Conley thinking this game doesn't stay close. Um, last game on the slate, we got San Antonio and Portland. It's a two and a half hour gap from the eight o'clock games to this game. That's always fun. San Antonio side. I'm expecting DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge to come back here. I really do think White is still very questionable. Um, he's dealing with an actual injury. It wasn't uh, load management for him. And then we're recording this podcast as this game is just getting started and going. But if you see Rudy Gay play like 35 minutes on um, Wednesday night, obviously we won't have that info by the time we get done. But if he plays like 35 minutes in that game, like I'd be very shocked if we see um, Rudy Gay come back and play on a back-to-back -back after playing 35 minutes. Um, so, and then on the Portland side of things, Rodney Hood is expected to make his debut uh, with this team in this game. So, 
Let's start with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, like the price on the markets, Aldridge is really, really tempting. You know, I I kind of like Aldridge and DeRozan. Right, they're I, both under eight K. They yeah, like it's like it for me. They're both getting the night off. This game's in Portland. Um, I'm assuming they're gonna play 35 minutes. You know, both of them get big run. <clears throat> I think it's a spot where you could put them both together in uh, tournament lineups and uh, bring it back with somebody. And you know, I think that's the way I'm gonna go. Tomorrow night, I really do like it. DeRozan against CJ McCollum. That's you know, great matchup for him. Um, so uh, Aldridge, you know, who, whoever he sees, Alfred Camino, uh, Nurkic, it doesn't matter. He's he's still Lamarcus Aldridge. He's been playing pretty well of late, seventy eight hundred on DraftKings. So <clears throat> those are my targets. Yeah, really, it's it's Aldridge and DeRozan for me. Um... You know, even if Gay plays, like if any of these, like I just I don't like any of these other pieces. Like I'm all in on Bellinelli on Wednesday and Potal on Wednesday, and like with Aldridge and DeRozan coming back, I want nothing to do with those guys. So um, for me, it's Lamarcus Aldridge, it's DeRozan. I'm right there with you. Let's talk Portland side of things. If we're gonna play these two guys, we're probably running it back with a Lillard or a Nurkic, right? Yeah, I. Th- think I like Nurkic the most out of those guys. Um, you know, his price is up at 7,900. So it's not like at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> we were getting this guy at 61, 6,500, but I like him a lot. Um, especially if Aldridge has to play some five. So that'll be a mismatch for him on the offensive end. Um, so yeah, I think that's my target for the, uh, Portland. So I, I I like Lillard a lot in this spot. I think he has a really high ceiling here. He's already had some good games against this team already this season. He's averaging almost 54 fantasy points in two meetings. So the upside is certainly there. But I I, I agree. I like Nurkic. I could see a four four man stack from this game to kind of differentiate yourself. Um, you know, from maybe LeBron and Kyrie and Paul George and Westbrook. Um, if you're playing multiple teams, I could certainly see doing that. But just messing around with it, you can play like Lillard, DeRozan, Aldridge, and still get in like a, a Irving or or a, um, a Irving or a Harrell or somebody like that, Lou Williams uh, type of play, and like you know still have a decent build here, um, depending on how much value opens up throughout the day. So outside of that, on the Portland side, I don't think I want to play any of the cheap guys. Um, I think if you're playing multiple tournaments and you're playing these large field tournaments, you're playing like the little $10, or $8 or something, or if you're playing like the $3 20-entry max or something, maybe you take a couple shots on Rodney Hood because um, I don't think he's going to start. And I think he's going to come off the bench. And if he's going to get like 12 to 15 shots with all the second-team usage at 3,500, he's a guy that can get you like 25 to 30 fantasy points. So – Large field tournament play only. Um, not We probably won't have any type of idea of what the minutes are going to look like, but they're interested in playing him. They said he's going to fit right into the rotation. So I think he sees second team unit minutes, and if he plays like 25 minutes and puts up like 12 to 15 shots, he could be a difference maker here. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to wait and see. That's my whole approach with this is I just want to see what's going to happen. But definitely you could end up seeing 25 minutes and, you know, take 12 shots. So uh, I get taking a stab on it if you're multi-entering. You see, like, I've been a wuss lately. Uh, I'm not afraid to say it. Like, I... I've talked about Cody Zeller the last few days, and I was like, man, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna play him. I don't think he's gonna play in the back to back. And he had another good game. Like he was just so cheap, and we didn't need him today because of the Spurs. But yeah. it's like back to back really good games for Zeller, and I was a wuss and didn't play him in either one. So I kind of still kind of pissed off about that. Oh, but that's all right because I was a wuss and didn't play Bobby Portis after I talked him up all Saturday when we were sitting around. <laughs> we talked out. about it yesterday on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, thank you. But luckily, luckily we were able to swap off him on DraftKings and um, fantasy draft didn't start till eight o'clock and that news came out right before lock. So I was able to swap him there too. My fantasy draft team ended up looking pretty bad though. I might finish last in the listeners league today. Just one of those really quick. I was on my phone. Um, we were on a family walk and it was just like, oh, Portis is out. Oh, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that and that really quick. <laughs> so yeah, that- I had to go in and switch my lineup real quick. Yeah, that, that's never fun. So, and then the Rockets are beating the Kings like by thirty-one points at halftime. So that's never uh, good for my James Harden team. So, anyway, uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, we're not going to do favorite over under because we don't have any uh, games to um, bet over under. Give me a game you bet the money line on. Uh, give me a team you bet the money line on today. Um. I'm going to say Toronto. Toronto? Yeah, that's that's probably the right one. I mean, um, I, I also, I, I'll also say Boston at home. I'll give Boston you- was the other one I was looking at too, yeah. but I, I think I would end up like – I'd bet the money line on the Thunder here. Okay. Yeah. Let's see that. Um, under 5K on DraftKings to go 7X. At first look, who's the guy you're looking at uh, for some value here today? Uh, I'm going to say Kevin Herter. I knew you were going to say him. <laughs> uh, let's see. I I'm would going... say Alan Junis if I knew he was playing 20 minutes or if he was playing. Right. No, I, I completely understand that. Um. <laughs> Give me kind of think here. There's somebody that was down here. And if trades went through, I was really gonna be interested in. You mean like if he started? If he just played the minutes um because of trades, and I forget who it was gonna be. Um, you know what? Give me uh Lance Stevenson because the, the Lakers are gonna trade somebody today. Okay. Follow right. my shot. <laughs> um and if obviously the Lakers don't don't play Stevenson, that's a cross off and I'm I missed that one. Over eight K, not to five X today. Who's your bust on the slate? Uh let's see. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh Kawhi Leonard. Same guy I was gonna take. Good job. Um, man, that was the guy. I don't feel super confident about this one, but give me Vooch. 
just because like that's the only other guy that I feel remotely that might not do it. Um, give me your six X guy. Who's your six X guy in this slate? Demar Derozan. DDR. Spurs DDR. Um, <laughs> you know what? Six X seems very doable against my Orlando Magic for my boy Bayless. Um, give me wow. Bayless. Jared Bayless. Yeah, the Magic stink. So. Anyway, on that note, John, it's always fun working with you, my friend. It was um, nice to meet you at the RG party. I'm, I'm sure you're still recovering. Uh, voice is starting to, to sound a little bit better than it did when I saw you on Sunday night. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I mean, guys, just like stay on your phone, stay, stay with that news right up to lock in. And, and honestly, like maybe even like pass lock to like seven thirty eight if you're playing on sites with a uh, late swap, cause you know, these teams are trading right up, you know, Oh, we'll get the trade deadline obviously, but you don't know what's going to happen with players in players out. So just, just keep on that news. I'm going to give two things of advice today. Back down your play today. Because there's too much shit that happens on this day every year. Be careful with your bankroll. And and make sure you check out my awesome NASCAR package for this weekend. $7 weekly package for the Clash. $2 is donated per sale to the J.D. Gibbs Legacy Fund. If you want to learn more about that, head on over to Roto-Grinders. Click the Marketplace. Click the package, and it, all the information is right there. Um, something that's important to me uh being able to give back to jd gibbs um legacy fund so i'm, I'm super pumped about that um and uh, i'll be talking about this more tomorrow as well but uh, hopefully we crush the clash and get this season started off on the right note uh we'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball with grant good luck in your contests and we will see you guys again tomorrow